Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got uh, Tim Kellier. He's the uh, customer solutions architect at Movea. They're a uh, smart device and Internet of Things solutions provider, and uh, we're going to talk about the Internet of Things because, as we all know, it's a huge and rapidly growing application space with a lot of moving parts. So, hi, Tim. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, I'm really glad to have you because, as um, we had mentioned, Movia makes solutions for the space, and the space is incredibly uh, busy and complex, and you know, I joke often about it's like the blind men and the elephant because it's truly, from your perspective, if you're an industrial-oriented guy, Internet of Things looks like industrial process control. If you're a consumer guy, it's a way to add layers of functionality to devices. If you're a smart device guy, it's a problem in how do I get all the stuff people want into the device, right? True, true. Um, and, and Movia tends to look at the solution from a uh, consumer centric view in that we are providing the solutions to make consumers smart devices even smarter um, for instance we focus in contextual awareness and indoor location uh, functions happening most recently um, and those are both in wearable and the mobile mobile space mm-hmm well and now what are some of the big challenges that designers I mean because it is a new space and it's growing continuously but there are some issues that thread through the whole smart device space what would you say are some of the biggest challenges facing someone designing say uh, a smart personal assistant oriented device for I don't know personal management either devices or smart home or I mean well essentially half the stuff that's being developed and pushed out into the market right now right what are some of the the the, the big picture issues, some of the things that everybody has to pay attention to Sure, sure. Um, so uh, fundamentally power, uh, battery life, that's the one of the driving factors. So how do I build an application that is very feature-rich, um, is running always in the background, and not drain my battery? Uh, so what you're seeing, there are plenty of, of apps on the market, right? There's an app for that that mm-hmm. gives you a personal assistant. It can track what you're doing during the day, et cetera. However, um, they tend to, to drain your your phone's battery within about an hour or so, mainly because the, the software that's running is running on a very large processor that's inside the phone, uh, the application's processor, that um, consumes a considerable amount of power. And so Movia actually has been working on solutions that are much lower power, several orders of magnitude lower power, uh, that would run on what's referred to as a sensor hub. Um, Sensor Hub is, is just a fancy word for small embedded microcontroller, um, typically in Cortex M3, M4 class type processor. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. ARM, but uh, that happens to be one of the ones that's most popular on the market today. Uh, we're also seeing DSPs being used for this, these features. Right, 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 Tim. So um, a, little bit about, a little bit about what uh, Movia does in that space to uh, solve those problems. Sure, sure. So we focus, um, again, on algorithms. So at our core, we're, we really are an algorithms company. Those algorithms tend to, to be embodied as um, firmware, again, either for an embedded microcontroller, be it a, a standard Cortex M3, M4 class, or most recently we're seeing DSPs uh, used to solve the, the problem. 
And what we do is, is we're, we monitor the system, the sensors that are on the phone in the background. Um, and so those sensors range from the accelerometer, uh, which is used to determine uh, the most simple use case is, is your Fitbit in a phone type application, where I can determine, you know, what did I do today? Was I set? How much of the day was I sedentary? How much did I walk? How much did I run? How much was I the time did I spend uh, in transportation? Um, and that in transportation, once we start to add additional sensors, we can start to even break down, you know, was I in a train or was I in a car or uh, maybe even an airplane? Mm-hmm, uh, so mm-hmm. we're doing that in the background, which if you did that in the foreground in an application would uh, would take, you know, several hundred milliwatts to to perform, whereas we're doing it in less than one milliwatt. Really, that's that's quite impressive, actually. So it it, it it makes it so that it is truly an always-on function, right? So Google Now today um, is something I think most people are familiar with. That application tends to look at your calendar and look at maybe some traffic, maybe even read some of your email to start to give you suggestions. Oh, it's time to leave to catch your train. Um, however, what the types of things that we're able to to bring to the table is that we can now tell that you are walking towards your train or maybe you think you're late and you're running towards your train but we also know that the train is late and so we can alert you to say you know you don't have to run the train's running 10 minutes late mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now you had mentioned um, energy savings and the like and I guess that really um, goes towards the functionality as well right because the more efficient you make the system and that it's really paying attention to what's going on um, the presence, contextual awareness, uh, the presence awareness of the user. I mean, all of those things not only save power, but they also make the functionality of the device that much better, don't they? Yes, and yes, they do, right? So we can also start to talk about um, indoor location services, right? So most most users are very familiar at this point with using GPS um, for outdoor location service, right? So how do I get where I'm going? Um, oh, here's the nearest gas station, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. They're expecting that same type of, of application to be available and that same user experience to be available in the indoor space as well. To make that happen, unfortunately, it's not as simple as a single chip talking to some satellites giving me my location. Um, it's actually going to require several, um, we, what I would refer to as the subsystems inside the phone, to work together to be able to solve that problem. And for them to work together, they need to have a, a coordinated system by which they speak, and so that's one of the places that Movia is focusing on today. We've referred to it as the distributed sensor hub, um, and that would, involves more than just the inertial sensors that people think of as sensors uh, most commonly. So now we're starting to talk about adding Wi-Fi triangulation, we're talking about doing audio, near-field audio beacons or, or maybe near-field RF beacons, be it Bluetooth Low Energy or, or some other communication, as well as pedestrian dead reckoning, so inertial dead reckoning. These, these, these things run on different chips, and so if you were to have them all work together, there tends to need to be a higher layer that fuses all of the data from all of those subsystems. If you run that in the application processor, you, you're back to consuming several hundred milliwatts. Uh, whereas if you implement a distributed architecture, uh, you can have the subsystems communicate with each other and you get it down into the single digit milliwatts. So again, you're, you're realizing a 
two orders of magnitude power reduction, which allows it to be a truly always-on service. Right, right, right. Well, and, and, and there you go, because always-on is the holy grail of the Internet of Things, and a lot of people spend a lot of effort in secondary power supplies and increased uh, tether capability and the like, whereas obviously everyone's trying to make the device operate more efficiently, but um, it's not as easy as it sounds, is it? It is not. It is not. Um, Mostly because each of the subsystems today tend to operate independently, and they know just about what sensors are connected to them. So, for instance, your Wi-Fi might be on if you're trying to track the device. Let's say somebody wants Mm -hmm. to track the device where it's at all day. We won't say why, but somebody's trying to track the device, be it the user, be it the service provider, etc., when it's outdoors, it works very easy. We turn on GPS, it can run in the background, it can store where you're at. As you walk indoors, the GPS doesn't know that you've actually walked indoors. What's happened is the GPS satellites tend to disappear from the horizon, and that can be because I'm in a canyon, I can be outside. I can be in an urban canyon, you know, downtown, where I'm getting funny reflections or blocked satellites from, from buildings, um, but I'm not necessarily indoors. If, however... I have another subsystem that says, no, you've actually gone indoors. Go ahead and turn off the GPS. That saves tens of milliwatts of uh, background power. Now, I can also say, turn on your inertial dead reckoning. So you start from your last known good GPS fix, and now I'm indoors, and I can start to track where I'm at indoors. Also, maybe turn on Wi-Fi and start Mm -hmm. doing triangulation, if I happen to know that that building supports it. Uh, or maybe uh, audio beacons or or uh, RF beacons. Those things would only be turned on when I knew the context in which I was I was using the device. Right, I've walked into a building that that does support this feature. Right. Well, and that can also address things like uh, the whole smart building aspect as well. Not just for the device functionality, but lighting, security, uh, you know, you, you could have it in an old age home. If grandma doesn't move for 15 minutes, somebody call an orderly. Exactly, exactly. And those are the types of things that we're seeing people build into the system. And you want those to be able to run all the time. Uh, and so you want it to be in the device they're going to carry with them anyway. So that's the obvious platform is, is your mobile phone or possibly a wristband, right? So think of the, mm-hmm. the Fitbit Force or, or Jawbone or Up type device. Or exactly. Um, and so those might communicate to your cell phone, which then communicates to the network, or maybe they talk directly to the network, depending on, on how you want to implement it. Either way, the most important thing is to be able to have it run all the time and have, if it's a wearable, several days' worth of battery life, if not weeks' worth of battery life, um, instead of having to charge that thing overnight, mm-hmm. which is or be able to run on the harvested today. energy. You know, or exactly. able to run on something exactly. low power like harvested or solar or vibrational, you know, energy. Exactly. You're right. It's all about power consumption. That tends to be, so as an electrical engineer, hardware designer in my, my previous lives, um, that was always the focus, right? So it was how long will the battery, will the battery last and how much heat does this thing generate, <laughs> right? So depending on which problem you're trying to solve. Well, well, power management is often, if not always, thermal management. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, Tim, I would love to continue to chat on this, but um, 
unfortunately, we do have a time limit on the show, but what I always do is give my guests the opportunity to have the last word, and especially in a space like this, I know there are people who are uh, looking for any tips or advice or uh, viewpoint that they can get. So what would you like to leave our audience with before we uh, close out the episode? Uh, thank you. Yeah, so we would uh, we'd like to invite people to come to a conference that Movie is sponsoring. Uh, we call it the Beyond Fusion Conference. You can find the website at www.beyondfusionconference.com. Uh, and we invite people to come. It's June 23rd in San Francisco. Excellent. Hey, I might try to get out there myself if I can. Oh, it would be great to have you. Uh, and I'm glad to have you on the show, Tim. I'm going to definitely drag you back. Uh, I'd like to get another snapshot in a few months of uh, where we all are with this, because obviously the Internet of Things, we're literally making it up as we go along. Certainly. We'd be happy to come back. Excellent. And I'd also like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us today. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day. <laughs>